Hello and welcome to the 89th episode of Downtime Podcast. How's it going, Elisa? It's going good. Um, I have a question for you that's TV related. Okay. Have you ever heard of a TV show called Andy Mac? Only by name. Not sure what the content is about. Okay. It's on the Disney Channel. And my cousin, and like my cousin is pretty like a like a high schooler right now and i found out what it was about and it's pretty loaded it's loaded for disney channel it's about a half white half asian girl and they live in somewhere in like colorado or like utah and she's raised by um her mom and her dad and she has an older sister and the older sister is a very re- rebellious type character. And she's been away from the home for a while. And she comes back home and she decides that, okay, I'm going to like, you know, like I've changed. I've, you know, I've had my streak, but I need to take responsibility for a lot of things. And I'm going to live here now. And the plot twist is that's not her sister. That's her mom. That's her actual mom. And who Andy Mac thought her parents were, those are her grandparents. Oh. So the oldest rebellious sister is the real mom, implying that it was a teenage pregnancy. Oh. And this is on Disney Channel, too. Oh. What? That's like one of that's one of the most dramatic deep storylines i've heard happen on disney this is a real show (laughs) this is a real show it it's been going on for three years now wow i've never heard of this that's pretty yeah i've wow it's really progressive well of of course we never heard of it because like we you know we don't really watch disney unless disney movies come out in theaters anymore like i used to watch disney channel and nickelodeon all the time back in middle school and high school and i i don't do so anymore so when i find so i it's it's interesting because right when i graduated from high school the trend for nickelodeon and disney was were were two things either one hiding your identity of what you really are (laughs) Uh and i'm sure you can fucking guess what that is and then two becoming famous because that's when Hannah Montana and iCarly existed. So when I stopped watching, it started the chain of where every show was like a singing and dance show. Right. I mean, I don't know if I will check out this show, but I do like the concept of it and just the values and the morals that are that are presented in the show. And I think that's really cool that Disney is actually doing this because, you know, Disney, I feel like, has been progressive but like in some aspects they've been kind of slow to adopt things yet you know they go from having violent movies and violent live action movies to like having progressive tv shows about you know what a family is and what a family should be to you know like what really is what really makes up a family is pretty cool you know I like that. And a family doesn't have to be the traditional mom and dad are married and you have kids either. Right.
I've been watching. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna watch that show most likely unless I'm at a family party. But I have been watching a lot of TV recently. Yeah, uh, me kind of. Uh, I've been like trying to catch up on Netflix shows, um, or just like Netflix movies in general. Like I have a lot of stuff in my backlog. But oh man, I have to say, and I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, Elisa. But I've been watching Terrace House, the newest season, and it's almost over. There's only two more episodes left. Hey, I wonder where they're gonna go next. That's a. I hope I keep saying this, but I hope they go to. I go. I hope they go south next, cause I have a preference of that area versus the Kanto region. Yeah. No. I. I actually want them to go north or south, like really far north or really far south. Yeah. Actually, I want them to go to Osaka because I like the Kansai dialect and I like that area. And I think there'd be a lot of really funny people on the show. A lot of funny people and a lot of places and s- restaurants that and date options and hangout options. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you and I share the same kind of mindset when it comes to uh, uh, just the, the whole region of Japan and which, which part is our favorite. Because, yeah, we both really like the Kansai region. Definitely. When I went to college and I studied abroad, it was in Kyoto, so I have a I have a soft spot for the Kansai region, definitely, and its surrounding areas. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and a lot of people don't realize this, or don't maybe not don't know this, is that the Kansai region is actually known for their comedians and entertainers. Uh, Tokyo is known for kind of being like a quote-unquote Hollywood of Japan. There's a lot of film studios and TV studios there. That's where they're headquartered at. But there are a couple that are still, or not still, there are a couple that are in the Kansai area, specifically Osaka. And it's been not really a trend, but more of, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Basically, everyone in Japan knows that funny people come from the Kansai area. And that's, and and the whole dialect is based around humor now. Like, if you were to describe it, um, the Yakuza games have a really good way of showing that, uh, the dialect of the, the South, South Western part of Japan is more of like Southern compared to the United States. So like the words that they say can be equated to, um, what's it called? Like the, the, the Southern dialect, like, Hey y'all like, like that, like, Speaking that way of speaking is similar to, or like could be equated to the Kansai dialect. And now, not everyone will agree with that analogy, but I think it's the best way to describe it to someone because a lot of people in the Tokyo area might not understand what people are saying in the Kansai region, since the Tokyo dialect is more of a quote-unquote standard Japanese. So there's like this whole language barrier, but inside of a language, which I think is really funny. It's interesting because in Korea. I also have a preference to the city that is the more country area versus the metropol versus the metropolitan city, which would be the equivalent of Kanto right. region. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I feel like I have a soft spot for cities that aren't ne- like Osaka's a big city and Busan's a big city too, but I have a soft spot for these areas that are kind of like second to what the biggest city is but in a way because they because of that it has a lot of different cultures and it's not 
um, set to being such a professional area that a lot of things can thrive there. Yeah, I totally agree, and I um, I feel the same way. Um, but yeah, going back to my point, I feel like Osaka would be a really good place to have the house or just like that whole concert area it would be a really good place to have the house and from terrace house because you get a lot of really funny people um you hear a different dialect of japanese that you might not hear um on like anime or dramas or movies so i think that would be really cool and interesting to have i think the number one thing in location is they need to choose a location where the people that they choose to live in the house they, they're not a far away from their school or their for or for their jobs one thing that i realized about opening new doors and karuizawa is a lot of the people had to commute for long hours to get to tokyo every day and therefore sometimes it feels like people are missing in action and i almost wonder if things would have been more organic if everyone was a lot closer to where they needed to go. That's why the Tokyo uh, Boys and Girls in the City season felt the most natural to me because you you go in, you go out, but there's not a lot of effort to do so. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I kind of, on a side tangent, it kind of always puzzled me how they would make that commute since, first of all, that's a two-hour commute from Tokyo to Karuizawa, every, like both ways. So it's like four hours total. And on top of I that, the ticket's like $200. So every time you go there, you have to pay $200, which I'm assuming they got a pass or maybe the show covered their expenses, but still. I think what frustrates me is that for the Kuruizawa season, there's only three people who, to my knowledge, own, live in the area, which is Yui, Taka, and Subasa. And you look at those three people and how integral they were in the relationships of every passing person. And it's because they lived there and they actually lived in the region and they had nothing to worry about. Whereas they got all of these models who had to go to Tokyo each time. It made no fucking sense. So that means that if they choose, if they chose it to be in the Kansai region, that means people that work in tokyo will have to take the bullet train every day to go to tokyo which i mean like yeah yeah whatever but like i want them to choose local people oh they should that's my that's my point they should choose local people yeah agreed or they should either choose local people or if they come from different areas they have no choice but to stay in the area yeah for for whatever reason which part are you on? You're on part five, right? Um, yeah, they haven't showed part six yet. Are there any new members yet in, in the end of part five? I forget. Oh, uh, so part five, the makeup currently is uh, Sota, Kaito, Yui, Risako. I'm forgetting people. You uh, Not um, Yui. Shunsuke, uh, Yui, and Aoi. Aoi, Io, I Io, Io. Oh, okay. The Io, yeah. So that means Sota left. This Io, no wait. Shunsuke is still there. Shunsuke is not there anymore. Oh, it's so it's Io, Sota, and oh Kaito. So so Io is a, a case of someone that 
just got up and left and basically lives in Karaizawa now. Like, he doesn't really live down south anymore. So I think that makes more sense if they bring someone in who was like, all right, I'm done with my career or whatever. I want to go. But, of course, that's, like, kind of a rare rare person to find because not everyone just, like, goes up and leaves. That's a great person. Like, this is, like... This is the perfect example of who I want in the house. It's like, if you don't live in the area, you can't just leave the area for a long period of time. Right, right. He quit his soccer job and he, you know, doesn't know what he wants to do. And that's part, you know, like, that's like the perfect person for Terrace House, in my opinion. Not necessarily that you don't know what you want to do, but just like you're not tied down to anything and you learn about yourself. Yeah, I agree. As the point of Terrace House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I will say, I like Io a lot so far, even though he's only been there for freaking three episodes. But I like his personality. I feel like he is the person that I wanted Wes to be, but he was not. But Wes was not. <laughs> If if that makes sense, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's a, and he's a much more better version of Kaito. I feel like him and Kaito have the same personality, but he just just so much more talkative and just has more shit to say. He's not a rapper. I mean, nothing against rappers. He's just he's not a he's not a bad rapper. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then also he is like uh, what I what I hope is that he. Because Hayato kind of had that thing, too, where he quit acting to become a chef and he didn't really know what to do. Right. So I would like that, you know, that storyline explored except without an idol. And they don't have any idols in that house. So we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Apparently, part according to Reddit, part six is the best part of Tara's house. And Reddit's not wrong. I 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna text. You're gonna like. You're gonna freaking live text me, Elisa. You're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" You'll be like, "Oh my god!" Are you kidding me? And I'll be like, "Yup, I'm not joking." (laughs) I will. I will tell you right now. I get good vibes from Io. I don't get good vibes from Risako. The the model, the established model. Right. Okay. You okay? That's an interesting perspective. Okay. Yeah, I I legit. Like something about her just seems I I'm just I think she's gonna be a lot of drama. Anyways, no worries. Okay, okay. That that that's all I gotta say right now. <laughs> okay, a, a woman's intuition. <laughs> yeah. I see. Okay. Okay. Um. Yep. Cool. So. Oh, by the way, do you watch? Did you watch um tidying up? No, I know what that is, though. It's on my queue. I still need to watch it. There's so many things on my queue, and I'm, like, trying to go through all of them. I watched so much TV. Yeah. Um, tidy, tidying up is a, is what I like to call my home therapeutic shows. It's, it's, like, it's like binging something on HGTV, like House Hunters or Fixer Upper. Kind of has that same feel to it. Did it make you want to clean up your house? Because I heard that's what it does. <laughs> I mean, like, it, sp- it sparked joy in my life, and that's all that really matters. I actually don't need to clean my room because I cleaned my room before the new year. I always cl- I clean my I clean my room bef- every December. So oh, I 
I, I had nothing really at the moment. But who knows? I might use the KonMari method the next time I have to clean my room at the end of this year. Hey, there you go. Yep. Did you end up watching Bird Box? No, not yet. I, I Okay. I watched another movie, actually, and I'm going to describe a bunch of things to you, and it's going to sound like a crazy movie, but then it might- Do I have to guess what the movie is? Uh, no, because I'm going to tell you, but I'm, just, I'm trying to convince you to watch this movie, basically. Okay. Okay, so imagine this. A movie about international espionage, all right? Okay. I want to say words, okay? So like Korean, Chinese, English, Japanese, John Woo, okay? Directed by John Woo, action, famous action director, famous Hong Kong action director. And basically, there's a movie on Netflix right now called Manhunt. It's directed by John Woo, was filmed- in, I saw that! Yeah, it was filmed in 2017, or like it came out in 2017, it was like filmed in 2016, and- it harkens back to a lot of John Woo's older Hong Kong flicks, like the action films he did. Like specifically, I'd say like The Killer and, and A Better Tomorrow. So, oh my God, this movie was crazy. Basically, there's a pharmaceutical company and it's doing some shady stuff, but no one knows what it is yet. And they're trying to figure that out. And there's a Chinese lawyer. There's a Japanese policeman. There's a Chinese American assassin teaming up with a Korean assassin. And then there's this girl who's who, a Chinese girl who gets half Chinese, half Japanese girl who gets caught up in this whole mess. So the, the, the Japanese policeman catches up to the Chinese lawyer, but they don't speak each other's languages. So they speak English. <laughs> and it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I'm like, sounds lovely. I, and, I, I've seen that and, advertised. And here's the best part. It's all filmed in Osaka. Hey. Yeah. So. Yo, just saying, hop on this movie, yo. Everyone listening, hop on this movie. This is a great movie. <laughs> I mean, the end of it feels like a Resident Evil boss battle, but it's amazing. The whole movie is like a video game. Let's put it this way. If that doesn't make you want to watch it, then I cannot help you anymore. But holy crap, such a good movie. Oh my god. Like it's it's cheesy. It's full of action. There's like John Woo's signature doves. The whole doves thing is back. It's like it's there for some reason and wow, it's Wow. Like, people give this movie a bad rap online, but seriously, though, this is such a good movie. <laughs> like, I was laughing the whole time. There are some things I was like, I can't believe they said that, and I just started laughing. <laughs> like, wow. This is good. All right. I, I am ready to watch this. Put that on your queue. It's, it's, wow. <laughs> and it's best, it's best watched with other people or at least one other person. But I watched it by myself because I was like, I don't think anyone wants to watch this movie with me. But after watching it, I'm like, oh, my God, I want to watch this with someone because it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's like, what if John Wick meets like, oh, what if John Wick meets? Well, basically, what if John Woo directed John Wick? That's that's what it feels like to me almost. I'm convinced. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. The gun battles are so crazy. And it's like, wow, I forgot how much of an action movie director John Woo was. Yeah, I mean, did you know? I mean, John Woo's done a Mission Impossible, I think. That was his highest grossing movie, the second one. He did only the second one. And yeah, that was his highest grossing movie. And I think the highest grossing Mission Impossible until like Mission Impossible 5, 
no yeah wait yeah five five was yeah it was are you talking about the most recent one no that was six follow that was six yeah, yeah. i think it was five the one that came out before it was the highest grossing one. But before okay. that, it was, I think it was two, the John Woo one. So, I mean, John Woo's got a lot of recognition. Like, there's nothing bad about the movies he's making. I mean, of course, everyone has their opinion. But after watching this... Now, he's an, act- he's an action director. Oh, totally. That's all there is to it. And this movie is just chock full of references to his older movies. It's just got... It's got all the cinematography. It's got all the special effects. It's got just everything you want from a John Woo movie. Set in, J- hey. but set in Japan, and I'm like, oh my god, this movie's amazing. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me that it's in English. John Woo's done quite a few English movies. I mean, Mission Impossible obviously is one of them. Yeah, and uh, I th- I think he does a lot of stuff internationally. Yeah, no, I I, I think so too. I haven't really read up on his filmography late- lately, but um, and and get this, I mentioned a Chinese American uh, action or assassin in the movie. And her name is Angela's Wu. And I was like, whoa, hold on a second. That's John Wu's daughter, <laughs> like, playing an assassin. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, this movie has everything. <laughs> it even has legacy, Jeremy. It has legacy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So cool. But please check it out, Elisa. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I will check it out. Yeah. I'm in, I, I've been binging my entire life right now. So, I I'm looking for something to watch. I just recently bought Hulu and Netflix, and uh, and when I say that, I mean I made a conscious decision that I wasn't gonna mooch off of people this year. So okay, okay. <laughs> I bought the accounts myself, and a and I've just been watching hella shit. So I'm I'm hyped. I'm ready to watch this. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. I will. I will give you two suggestions. One of them you can watch on Netflix, and the other one, um, I'm mooching off of someone's HBO Go. I'm so sorry. I I just contradicted myself, but <laughs> you, but you, you know, liar. I, I you you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, hey, no, so, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> I I I have no motivation to get HBO Go because I. There's not a lot I would watch. I'm sorry, everyone. But, okay, anyways. So, okay, (laughs) moving on. Okay, The Good Place is a sitcom. And The Good Place is about a woman who is Kristen Bell of Frozen fame. (laughs) She dies. And she gets to heaven, The Good Place. And that's all I can tell you because... Me telling you anything else is a spoiler, like a like okay. a like a complete spoiler. It's this is like one of the bingiest episode, a uh, bingiest series you could watch because each season is only thirteen episodes, and they're twenty minutes long, so standard comedy length. So where can I watch this? You, Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix. Oh, what what um network was it on originally? NBC. It's still on NBC. Okay. Yes. And the second show I have for you is called True Detective. Oh, I know about this one. I haven't seen it, but I know about it. Yeah, and this is the HBO Go show. It's an anthology series, so each season has di- features different detectives and features a different crime. Season three has Mahershala Ali 
who is from Moonlight. Oh, he's so and, good. <laughs> and, okay, Mahershala is honestly, I think, the best actor out right now. Oh, it's, Mar- I, it's Marshala. Or... Is it Marshala? No. Oh, okay. So, Marshala is freaking baller. He has so much range. I've seen... I want to say that I've seen like three things of his in the past month and a half. I've seen Spider-Verse, <laughs> I've seen True Detective, and I've seen The Green Book. And he plays three completely different characters in each one. And there's so much that he does, and he's just such an excellent actor. And he's from Oakland. Shout out to the Bay Area. Yeah. So Tom Hanks and Marshalla, there you have it. But... Uh, True Detective season three, and and also, do you know Stephen Dorff? Uh, I've not in anything I've seen lately. He, all you gotta know is that he's also in this. He's the other detective. There's two main character detectives on yeah, the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this season is about two missing kids, um, from their town, and they're trying to figure out the crime, and it takes place. Along three timelines takes place when they're kind of maybe almost 30 or a little bit past 30 in the 80s. And then the and that's timeline one is the 80s. Timeline two is the 90s. And then timeline three is 2015. That being said, um, our boy Marshala is in Spider-Verse and that movie was excellent. Yeah, last time we said we we're going to talk about it. Now we're going to talk about it. Spider-Verse overall was excellent. All the voice actors were also very excellent. I know. I how I like to describe this movie is this movie has so many actors where I've seen their stuff a few years ago and I thought this is really cool. I really like that actor. I hope they're successful in the future. <laughs> and then finding out that they're successful in the future. I'm like, yes, you did it. <laughs> yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. Because um, Shameik Moore, as you know, is from Dope. Dope. He's the main character of Dope. And he is Miles Morales in this. Um, Maharshala is the uncle in this and he's also been in Luke Cage. He's been in Moonlight, as I mentioned previously. Currently, he's just being booked for so many things and he deserves it. And I forgot the actor's name, but the person who plays the dad is from Atlanta. Oh, uh, the dad? I for, for, no, that not that the, yeah. the cousin of, uh, of I forgot, Donald I, Lover? I forgot the actor's name. I forgot the actor's name. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry or something like that. Yes, there you go. Yeah. There you go. He's a yep. he's a paper boy in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, he yeah, he was good. <laughs> I was like I was like, holy shit, paper boys in this? <laughs> yeah. There's so many people in it. And then Haley Steinfeld is one of the Spider Mans as well. She yeah, I think she's she's Spider Gwen. She's a si- yeah, she's a singer. Yes. And and an actress. And- yeah, and I found out that she's in Bumblebee. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I know. I, I, she's a triple threat. So. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. The, overall, I just want to say that this was a really good, like, it was all it was a family centric movie, but with a lot of adult themes in it. And there were a lot of things I liked 
how it was presented. Um, like the pacing was really good. For example, um, the storyline was pretty straightforward. Like I'd say a, a lot of times movies have done that, that similar storyline where it's like, Oh, good versus evil be who you want to be. But I feel like Spider-Man did it in a way that felt kind of refreshing because not, not only were they using like an existing property, but they were also doing it in a way that the characters kind of made the movie go forward. I liked how in terms of finding themselves, it incorporated all the Spider-Mans of different universes and they all had to help each other to figure things out. Even Peter Parker's aunt in one of the storylines, in one of the timelines. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I like that approach that no one, everyone is still trying to figure out their own things. Everyone has a skeleton of some sort. It's not just Miles Morales trying to figure out his life. Right, right. It's true. Uh, the, yeah. I really like the comic book style. I thought that the comic book style was done very well. I think that more Marvel movies... I know it won't happen, but I think more Marvel movies should be done in this style. Yeah, and you don't need to do everything in this style, is what I'm saying. But, like, for example, if Thor had something like this, or, you know, Iron Man had some had one movie or like this, that would be really cool. Yeah. Or X-Men, you know. Just anything comic-related, to be honest. Yeah. Also... And just experimenting with the medium. Oh, totally. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of potential for this art style, and I feel like a lot of other movies will try to emulate it as best as they can. Yes. Since this is a box office smash, was it not? Yeah. It is such a box office smash that in Sony's press conference for um, for um, CES this year, the only thing they talked about was how successful this <laughs> this movie was it was one of two things they talked about <laughs> that's that's funny <laughs> yeah um so yeah and, and it makes sense because i mean this movie oh it was so good <laughs> it just did so well the soundtrack is great too oh yeah no a lot of people have been saying that like they're like oh the soundtrack is is amazing and i i agree like wow it's it's crazy how good this is i saved the soundtrack <laughs> well hey there you go yeah i listen to it every day still Oh, that's nice. I love I love Sunflower and Elevate. Those songs are really good. Yeah. Oh, just just so good. How about that uh I know. Spider-Man uh And I hate Post Malone and I like Sunflower. <laughs> you hate Post Malone. So there you have it. Why, why do you hate Post Malone? <laughs> oh, I don't like it. I legit don't like his songs. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Like a lot of his songs are very miss for me. Yeah. But I li- I really like Sunflower. Yeah. It's true. It's such a good song. Yeah. Um, even that um, the the song at the end, the the Christmas one, <laughs> was was really good. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I uh, like. Oh, the, so good. Uh, a very spidey so Christmas. God. <laughs> yeah, they they released an EP called "A Very Spidey Christmas," and it, it has um, Shamik Moore, um. It has Chris Pine. For those that don't know, Chris Pine was the very first Peter Parker that was shown. Um, 
singing a song and it has Jake Johnson singing a song and it has uh Jorma Takone who is actually the 1967 Spider-Man singing <laughs> something saying something um and Jorma Takone is actually from the Lonely Island. So yeah, they got a bunch of spider people and made them sing songs. <laughs> hey. Uh so that was cool. Um Yeah. Uh just Everything about this... And Nicolas Cage! Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. I was going to say, Nicolas Cage as Spider-Noir was like, holy crap. Like, when I heard his voice, I was like, that sounds like Nicolas Cage. I was like, holy crap, it is Nicolas Cage. He was really funny. Could not have have been any more perfect. I know, right? (laughs) So good. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, I... It's cool because when they showed the different Spider-Mans of the different parallel universes uh what i was thinking in the theater is like huh this is funny this is this is pretty creative and i look it up and i realize oh no these spider-mans have actually existed these are real spider-man storylines yeah uh, these are real characters that yeah i did it i didn't know that i mean like peter porker the fuck yeah no i i <laughs> well, since when did they do something with looney tunes you know right <laughs> I right i had no idea i I didn't really do too much research into the backstory of all the characters or just knowing about any of the characters. But after watching the trailer, I was like, these have to be real characters. Like, there's no way that they would make these up for the movie. And it turned out I was right. I was like, holy crap. Yes, they're all they're all real characters. And that's that's amazing. I know. I Man, they chose the right group. There were just so many things that they just did right in this movie that, wow, it's... There, the sequel is going to live up to a lot, and there already is a sequel coming out soon. So, well, not soon. Well, it's in development, so they're going to push it out. So, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know what the sequel is going to be or what it's going to do. So, let's hope for the best. I hope it's 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 a rare case when a sequel does top an original film. I know. I'm giving you my raw opinion right now, but. This movie was w- way better than the Black Panther. And I like the Black Panther. The Black Panther was a fun action movie, but in terms of present of uh, in terms of the whole package, I think that this movie is critically deserves to be way higher than the Black Panther. And I don't get you know, I, I I try to steer away from awards, as you all know, but the fact that Black Panther was nominated, but this wasn't nominated just because it was an animation, oh man, it, it, it kind of hurt. I feel it, but that's why they made its own category, and th- there's a lot of political like dra- oh, I, drama behind it, you know. I can go behind, I can go with the political stuff all day long. Why is it that a documentary or an animated movie can't be nominated for a best picture? Because there's nothing specific about best picture. Best picture just means it's a film. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And then the like and sorry, I have going a little bit more on tangent there. There is a movie, a Netflix movie actually called um Rome or Roma, yes. something like that yes. that got nominated for the Oscars. But, and it got nominated for Best Picture, and it also got nominated for Best Foreign Movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And for, 
and for best foreign movie, 99% of the time, those movies will not be nominated as a best picture. So I hate to say it, but what qualify, like, of your foreign movies, what qualifies that one of these is, like, the can be nominated as best picture? It reminds me of how... It reminds me of how, like, years ago, there was a silent film, and it was a French silent film in, like, 2011 or 12 that I got nominated for Best Picture and for Best Foreign Picture, and, and, you know, a part of me was just like, what is it about the French film that it qualifies for Best Picture, but, or, like, what is it about, you know, what is it? (laughs) And that was, that movie was called The Artist. Ah, yes, yes, yes. But no, I, I agree go. with you. Like, what's the qualification behind getting that nomination? Since, as you mentioned, Roma was directed by Alejandro Iñárritu, who, the guy who did The Revenant, and Bird... I don't think... Wait, wait, wait. I, I think it's a different... No, it's oh, it's man. that dude. It's, it is that guy. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So it's just like... I thought it was the guy who did Gravity. No. Wait, no. Okay. Wait. What's that guy's name? <laughs> hold on a second. Uh, Alfonso something something. Wait. Okay. Hold on. I think. Oh no, you're right. It is Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah. So, I thought it was the other guy, but I guess the other guy did something else, or maybe I'm just. He did. You know, he won Birdman. I think two years ago. Oh okay. Right. Yeah. And he did The Revenant, too. He did both of those movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was mistaken. Yes, it was Alfonso Cuaron who uh, directed Roma. And, yeah, you're right. The movie's not in English at all. It's only in Spanish. So I just want to know what qualifies, to be honest. Yeah, no, And I, I just want to know why all of these old white people don't like animations. That's all I want to know, too. <laughs> Yeah, I I wish I could tell you, to be honest. I know. Yeah. But and that is my rant about the Oscars. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Overall, I think, in my opinion, I think Spider-Verse was the best superhero film of 2018. And that's saying, oh, it was. And that's saying a it lot totally because, was. I, to your point, Black Panther. Yes, I did like Black Panther a lot, and I liked the Infinity Wars too. They yeah. were all entertain. You know, they were entertaining. Infinity, but- yeah, <laughs> Infinity War was good. Black Panther was good. Uh, Spider Man, like uh, not Spider Man, Ant Man and the Wasp was also good. I thought I ranked it for me personally. I ranked it Ant Man and the Wasp, Black Panther, and then um, Infinity War, but Spider Man just tops all of them. <laughs> In- and it's not even a Marvel Studios movie. This is a Sony Marvel movie. As as PJ on the Discord likes to say, 100, 100, yep. 100. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really don't care about the Academy Awards either, Elisa. So whatever happens, happens. And I'm like, whatever, dude. It's It's all good. Yeah. They just have so many opportunities to do something so creative outside of their old man white world but they do not <laughs> old man and when i oh, by the way for anyone who's uh not from the u.s when i say old man white world it's like the people who vote 
four who wins the Academy Oscar Award. They're all old white people. So. Yeah. And I, they're like, I, I don't know their association with the screen actor. Like, I kind of don't know how you get on it. They're not, you're not, they're not even really like, half of them aren't even movie critics. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who the people are behind that. Yeah. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> all I have to say is that I held an actual Oscar in person and it was very heavy. Me too. Did you do that Wonder Brothers? Yep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that was like last <laughs> that was like last month for me. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um cool. Cool. And speaking of TV and big events, uh as of this recording, the Super Bowl is in three days. Yes. Um And by the and- time this episode comes out. Someone will have one already. <laughs> and that someone will be Maroon 5 playing Sweet Victory, hopefully. Oh, my God. <laughs> have you seen that? No. <laughs> so, you know the song from SpongeBob, Sweet Victory? Yeah, but they actually covered it. So, there's all this hype saying, like, oh, after Steven Hillenburg died, everyone wanted that song played at the Super Bowl. And the stadium tweeted out like a teaser like they tweeted out something from like the show like i think it was like a like just the band or something i forget it was a picture that the stadium tweeted out and then maroon 5 also hinted at something too like some spongebob related thing yeah so everyone's speculating like are they gonna do it are they gonna do it so come sunday i'll be at the halftime show watching that no this is gonna be (laughs) You know, there's this is gonna be an interesting halftime show for a lot of reasons. So, one, I didn't even know that was a thing, and I'm excited because that's honestly the best episode of SpongeBob. Agreed. Don't at me, don't Agreed. at me, but it is the best episode of SpongeBob Agreed. ever. That episode, and I love that episode so much. I can tell you, the two episodes paired. It is Band Geeks and The Secret Box, top tier SpongeBob oh. episodes. So, yeah, those are those early ones, not that new shit. Not that new, new, man. Not that new, new. No, no, no. So, if that happens, that's pretty epic. But I know tr- fucking Travis Scott is also performing at, with Maroon uh, 5. They don't have any songs together. Oh, how's that going to work? You see, that's my question. I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Well, the thing is, is like a lot of the people that have worked with Maroon 5 before, I'm and a lot of people who live in Atlanta, Georgia, and are from Atlanta, Georgia, they rejected halftime. Like, Maroon 5 was not a first choice, actually. Yeah, um, I, I read that. Yeah, it, it's like a lot of people rejected it because of Kaepernick. So it's like, who the... like. What the hell are Maroon Five and Travis Scott even gonna do? <laughs> Don't you open up? They're the gonna window. do Vic- sweet victory. <laughs> Don't you let out that antidote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do sweet victory together. They're the, both of them are gonna sing it, and then um, Travis Scott's gonna rap it. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> know that wouldn't know that wouldn't surprise me because I think because I've heard that Travis Scott is kind of like is kind of like a geek. So yeah. I've been told that. I don't know how plausible that is. So. Just like how Xavier, just like how Xavier Wolf watches anime and he has all these figures. I agree. I there's a lot of there's a lot of rappers that like anime, but they won't outright say it, or they're very open about it, and yeah. they just don't show it. It's like, wow, you're. You know who's open about it? Vince Staples is. 
Oh, yeah. I love Vince Staples, too. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Vince Staples is the best. It's great to know that someone is passionate about something, and they're very open about it, how much they love something. I know. Especially when, like, two things don't go together, like rappers and anime. Those things are, like, really far apart, and yet, you know, these these rappers are either very vocal about it or they're, like, really hiding it. Hey. <laughs> I think, um, I want to say that Snoop Dogg low-key likes some shit, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean... I believe yeah. it if it's true. <laughs> I believe it too, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit, just tell me more. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. So, Super Bowl, that's going to be fun. Yep. Um, I'm not going to place any bets this year because, one, I lost the Saints bet, and that sucked. I didn't lose a lot of money, but that still sucked. And two... um. Man, I just don't like either of these teams. Yeah, I know. You got <laughs> you got one team from Los Angeles, and you got another team who keeps winning because you know, um, because franchise, and they're like the Spurs of the foot of football. So yeah, right, right. Yeah. Come on, Patriots! Give other people a chance. I know. I will say the playoff games that led to their wins and their um their secured their security in the Super Bowl were pretty epic because they all came down to overtimes. That's cool. So that they were epic games. Yeah, I, I don't have cable, so I'm probably just gonna stream it online somehow. Hey, I mean like most like like everyone has a Super Bowl party, so you'll probably have you know someone who has one. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> it's, go- it's supposed to rain this weekend. I'm not really looking forward to that. I have no plans. I'm going to stay in. There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yep. So perfect. I know. All right, Jeremy. Let's end this podcast, and I have one more question for you. Yeah. What are let's your top three favorite foods? Yeah, and that's, oh man. You see, how do you want to answer this question? Do you want to answer this question as types of food or do you want to answer this question as actual dishes? Well, Hooded Dude asked this question. Shout out to you by the way, Hooded Dude. And he said Asian or otherwise. So I guess he's talking about the types of cuisines. Okay. Uh, um because I was just going to go off the, the top three things that came to my mind. <laughs> but, okay. uh, but so cuisines I, I, then? Cuisines? We're yeah, gonna go we'll, with do, cuisines. we'll do cuisines. Okay. Um, wow, yeah. Um, I'm still trying to think. Elisa, if you have some idea, you can go first. All right. Uh, number one is seafood for me. Um, and I know that's cheating because seafood is a catch-all for a lot of things. Like, seafood can be Japanese or seafood can be Italian. But, you know, people consider seafood a cuisine. So I'm going to say it. That's my number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Any any word you say could be a cuisine. Like, for example, switching off real quick, I, sweets is one of mine. Uh-huh. And that could be a cuisine, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. Like, desserts, whole... desserts are a real thing. So Yeah, there, there are whole fucking shows on the Food Network dedicated to sweets. 
Yeah. So there you go. That's one of mine. Anyways, Elisa. Sorry, I have to say this real quick. Did you know that the trend right now is baking cookies? They've they've stepped away from baking cupcakes, you know, just so that they give cupcake baking a break. And they've now <laughs> moved to they've now moved to cookie decorating. Like I'm not shitting you, man. Like, oh my this, god! Like, Come this on! Is a, <laughs> this is the trend. This is what's in right now. No, no, <laughs> no! I'm gonna say no. Get out of here. Go back to the cupcakes. God damn it! Make big cakes. Well, yep. that ran out too. They went from cakes to smaller cakes to cookies. Yes, this is this oh, is real. This God. is real. They're getting, they're getting smaller and smaller. Are they going to go to like chocolate decorating next? Like just like I don't know. I have eventually. No idea. Uh, well, the thing is, is like a. Oh fuck! You're right, man. It's gonna go to chocolate decorating. Oh it's my go, god, you're right. You're gonna, right. No, oh, you jinxed get, it. You jinxed it. <laughs> it's gonna get smaller and smaller, and it'll be sprinkle decorating. Watch. Oh, you jinxed <laughs> They're gonna dec- How do is you decorate this... sprinkles? We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you jinxed it. You. I, I predict the future. <laughs> oh my god. But I do think, but I do think that the fluctuation of baking shows, when you go small, eventually you do have to go back to wedding cakes. So I, I yeah. feel like it, it's the natural ebb and flow. But you jinxed it because chocolate <laughs> is gonna be the next thing. Oh my god! Yep, yep. <laughs> Watch out, chocolate makers! They're oh, coming for you. Oh God, Jeremy! <laughs> <laughs> Look out, seize candies! You're next. <laughs> Ghirardelli's on the menu tonight, boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so my top three. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bitter about chocolate now. Anyways. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> so my top three foods. So number one is seafood. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this because I can say this confidently. Uh, calamari is my favorite dish. So... Um, number two is Japanese, and number three is probably the most difficult one, but if I had to choose something, it would be American breakfast food. Oh, that's a good one. Hey. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good one, actually. Yeah, so that's my top three. For me, I mentioned sweets, because... I love me some sweets. Um, next would be Asian as a whole cuisine because I mean, I like pho. I like Vietnamese rice plates. You can't I like discriminate. Yeah. yeah you can't I, discriminate. Yeah. I like Chinese food. I, like, I Right now I have a huge craving for some like Chinese food. Um, like, you know, broccoli beef, chow mein, mm, yeah. orange chicken, even though that's not really Chinese, but you know, to Americans, yes, it's Chinese food to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then of course I love Japanese food. Uh, sushi, Karaage, tonkatsu, all the fried stuff, basically. Also, the healthier stuff, like miso soup and rice. Even just miso soup and rice is is an amazing meal to me. Like, holy crap. I know. It's so simple, but so good. Um, My favorite Japanese food is okonomiyaki. Oh, yeah. Man, if, if, I had to, if I had to choose one, it's that. For, like, this... hun- like <laughs> 100. Yeah. We've come full circle back to the Kansai area. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, Japanese food, of course, my own ethnicity's food, Filipino food is really good. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, no. 
<laughs> that's why, Elisa, Elisa, that's why I put it all under one umbrella because I can't just choose one because I got yeah, a hankering. Okay. When, I, when I got a hankering for Asian food, I'm like, which, which ethnicity? Let's pick one. Oh, no. Okay. I got to change my number three. Number three. Okay. Number three. I'm sorry, America. You're out. You're out. Okay. Okay. So number three is Filipino breakfast food. And tosilog. That is def. That's the dish. That's the one. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Man, I don't even know what my next one's going to be because I Because that's that sounds pretty good too, to be honest. Hey, um, oh, well, and uh, for the viewers or for the listeners, tosi log is um, a side of garlic rice with a sweet pork, a marinated sweet pork, and a fried egg on top. Yeah. How do you like on- them apples? Honestly, and putting an egg, an egg on top in in the Filipino culture is called silogging silogging it or silog like just like to put an egg on top is just it's yeah just everything there's a, it's that's the word like that like we're yeah that is like the actual term for it and to be honest i put an egg on almost everything i eat at night yeah <laughs> you know because... i put fried eggs in my bur like you know if you can yeah. customize your burger i put a yeah. fried egg in it fuck it dude why not you know yolo <laughs> just do it i don't i would do that too i'm like they're like you want an egg on it i'm like fuck yeah give me an egg yeah exactly <laughs> like, it, Every time I make spam and rice, I'm like, well, I'm missing something. So I just put an egg on it. Um, and that brings me to my next one. I actually just thought of it now would be Hawaiian food. Hey. I, don't cla- I don't classify it as Asian food because Hawaiian food is a mixture of Asian and American food. Because why not get pancakes and sausages when you can get pancakes and spam? So, hey. yeah. So for me, it's sweets. Asian food and Hawaiian food because oh my god there are days when I'm like I want Korean barbecue but I also want like like chicken or like you know like Hawaiian katsu. style yeah or like katsu like how can I get all of these in one plate bam Ono Hawaiian barbecue bam Eleanor barbecue down the street let's go there they have a mixed plate lunch which is literally just rice macaroni salad huli huli chicken like Korean barbecue and tonkatsu and I'm like this is gonna kill me, but I'm gonna hey. die happy. I'm gonna die a happy man. So yeah, I would, yeah, those are my three, and I'm like yeah, hell yeah, dude. These are yeah, dude. Cause also you can add an egg to anything in Hawaii, which is amazing too. Yeah, that's also very very true. So I'm like yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get a heart attack, but it's okay. <laughs> I see log everything. Yeah, dude, it's the only way to live for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you heard it here. You heard it here first. Seafood, <laughs> Japanese, Filipino breakfast, and you got sweets, Asian, and Hawaiian. Hey, so how to do to hope that answers your question. Thanks for submitting a question. Yes. And Jeremy, if you have a question about anything off topic or video game related, where can you go? <laughs> well, Elisa, <laughs> let me... <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I'm looking for some sailors now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, you can go to www.downtime.live. Click on contact form. Send us a question, a comment, a concern. Hopefully, you don't have one. Um, you can always email us the old-fashioned way by going to. Emailing us at contact at downtime.live. You can send us anything you want. 
funny picture. You can tell us a story, something you did that day. Um, you can go join our community, our Discord community that is small and growing. If you go to our website, again, www.downtime.live, left-hand side, click on the word community. You can join our little Discord. Um, I should also mention that if you go to the description of this video or audio podcast that you're listening to, there is a link directly to our Discord. So you can always click on that and join up that way. Yes. And you can leave questions and comments on the actual podcast platforms themselves, such as YouTube and um, Stitcher and Podbean and everything. Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yep. Please, please do that. Yes. If you listen to the podcast on Apple Podcast iTunes, uh, leave us a review there, and we really appreciate it, and we'll read it. So, and that's it. Yeah. Time for me to sleep, but I'll probably watch TV, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go... I don't know. Play, play something. I don't know. <laughs> hey. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, any closing words, Lisa? Uh, nope. Talk to you all next week. See ya.